is the Better Life, Better Work show, and I'm your host, Allison Crow. I'm an intuitive life and business coach here to help you create better life and better work. I help super successful people, you know, the recovering overachievers, put the soul back in their lives, and I help soulful people create success. On this show, topics range from the mystic to the logistic, and our content will support your being and your doing while on your path to create better life and better work. More is not better. Better is better. Good morning, soulful people. This is a live recording of episode 115 of the Better Life, Better Work show, and today I want to talk about drama. How many of you are into drama? Who's into drama? Um, drama. I have this picture of, um, in my mind of a memory of a then girlfriend. There was this, this party that, um, I was living in Boulder, Colorado and I was going to move and my friends threw me a going away party and a girlfriend of mine who was prone to drama came in in the middle of the party and like arms open huge sobbing. And then of course, everybody turned their head like, what's wrong with this person? And we all went into the bedroom to take care of her. And she flung her body onto my friend's bed and her brand new nose ring hit her septum in her nose and blood went everywhere. And it was just this really, you know, she's flinging herself. And in the flinging, she screws up her nose ring and punctures herself. It sounds like I'm not really sensitive, but I wasn't really sensitive. It was a really lot of fucking drama for not a whole lot of whatever. Now, y'all already know that... I treasure emotions. I don't use the phrase negative emotions because I don't believe there are negative emotions, but I am learning a lot about the purpose drama solves in the brain and how drama is hurting your business. So I want to talk today and help you realize some places you might be practicing drama, why you might be practicing it, and what you can do instead. So the brain loves a little <laughs> the brain loves a little drama. So let me let me tell you my definition of drama. Um, let me check into this because I'm just kind of clarifying it. It is drama is not the circumstance around you. Drama is not the event. Drama is not the situation. Drama is a chosen response to a stimulus, to a situation. And so uh, let's say... I I remember coming up, I was walking home when I lived in Denton with my husband. I was walking home from a garage sale and I saw a moped accident. I saw a car hit a lady on a moped. It was an intense situation, but the way I responded was I dropped in and got calm. Hey, you call 911 and I did emergency care 
sort of. And other people were standing around, faffing their arms like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Right. And so I was able to have a calm response and other people have a wild reaction. And I realize that reacting in drama, whether it's subtle drama or wild faffing drama, is a nervous system response. And so I am so aware and wish that one of the first things, (laughs) one of the first things that I had ever learned in coaching wasn't just about mindset, but understanding even underneath mindset, our nervous system, our bodies and why our nervous system is responding a certain way. So uh, let me take a sip of my water, collect my thoughts. I notice I'm trying to be really organized for you guys in my brain, (laughs) which is kind of a joke. Okay, so drama. So I have to give kudos to my sweet friend, Tracy Lee, for helping me see this so clearly one day a couple of years ago, about 18 months ago. So her dad had died. Obviously, very, very, very sad. And um, she was having some struggles with some family members. She was going through a lot of hurt. And I don't even remember what she called me. We, We were talking on the phone and she was in drama. And at that moment, I had this recognition that, yes, genuinely, she was standing in a shit circumstance. Like, it is really shitty that her daddy died and really shitty that she is struggling in this relationship with these people. And I don't even remember what she what she was faffing. I call it actually frothing, but she was faffing about. And I was like, I know. I said, can I share something really hard to hear but loving for you? And I said, and you may hate me for it because she's in the middle of grieving her dad. But I just said, sweetie, I know your daddy died and I know you hurt and... So legitimately, you're standing in the shit, but you're you're acting, you're taking the shit and you're smearing it all over yourself to make it worse. And she stopped in her track and said, oh my God, you're right. And I said, it's because you don't want to feel the pain of what's going on. And so please know that my dogs are saying hello. That's what they do. Please know that... It really is an un- one of the reasons we respond to drama is because people around us respond to us, right? When my girlfriend walked in that apartment that day, all eyes went off of me. Of course, my selfishness, like my need to be the center of attention, it was my party. Notice that all eyes, all of a sudden, we like we literally went from toasting Allison and thanking her for being our friend and living in this town and we'll miss you to everybody turned to this other girl because she rolled around in drama. Lee, come here. Okay, so even that, right? Like that there, I could get really upset. I could get frustrated. I could start in doubt, shame, blame, guilt. I could get in my mind or I could just let it be what it is. So I realized that in addition to fight, flight, 
or freeze, which are nervous system responses we're all taught, that we also do this thing called frothing. And to me, frothing is drama. Other ways that we froth, overwhelm is frothing. Doubt is frothing. Um, Worrying about how much time we have, spinning about time is frothing. Um, Shame, blame, and guilt are conditional frothing. Overgiving is, and people pleasing are frothing. And burning your business down is frothing. Um, there are so many different things. So you have to figure out how are the ways which you respond in drama. And drama, the recognition of drama is strong, well, for me, strong story in my mind or strong emotion. And so the cues that when I'm in drama, is strong story or strong emotion. So here's something that's interesting that came this morning. I I think I've heard it, people call it fawn too. After I had this recognition, I actually went back into my opt-in, like the feel good fairy guide, which has now got a new name, but I added a whole section on feeling bad and frothing. I just call it frothing, right? You're standing in shit and standing in shit is bad enough and we don't need to make it worse, worse. So here's, I'm going to tell you one more story and then I'm going to tell you what the brain does. Let me write this down. God forbid Allison create an outline for a podcast episode. Um, so brain. Okay, one more story. This is actually this morning. I sat down to write. Um, I'm working with a writing coach. I sat down to do my daily morning pages and just write. And I I woke up and I, I'm in a really good mood, but I had a crick in my neck. Like I'm in physical pain. One of the reasons I'm wearing um, this little scarf today is so that I can kind of massage the back of my neck. Um, before I even had my coffee, I got stung by a wasp. <laughs> And then I went outside to have my coffee and sit for a while with my dog. And when I got up to come, um, when I got up to come into my office today, my dog's tail was wagging and it whacked me in the eye. And so I just had this really off kilter morning, even though I feel really good inside. It was just very disjointed. And so I sat down to write and the old me and probably still some of the real me was like, why did all those things happen? And my mentor sacred deep emotion through art, Chris Seidel taught me the concept and taught me how, especially in Western society, we are taught to make meaning out of everything. And I get it. It's fun. You see the number 111, you make a meaning. I get it. You see a dragonfly, you make a meaning. And so this morning I sat down, I was like, I wonder if there's like anything spirit wants me to pay attention to, or if it just is. Now, I do believe in signs. I do believe in magic. I do believe sometimes there is meaning, but it's only the meaning we make us. And so I sat down and I looked up Louise Hay, like what's going on in the neck? And I thought about looking up wasting. But in my knowing, I knew that there was no drama and that there was only the isness of a neck crick and the isness of a wasting and that there was nothing that I needed to make up about any of that, that making up story about any of it would take energy from the task at hand. 
which is to do my daily do. So what does the brain do? Y'all, the brain loves conflict. Even those of you who are people-pleasing and even those of you who um, who like things smooth and calm, the fact is the brain likes calm. Uh, conflict. Like you like watching movies and stuff. You would never like watching a movie. You would never be engaged in a movie that didn't have some conflict resolution of conflict. The hero needs to have a conflict. The conflict needs to have a battle and then it needs to be resolved. Otherwise we hate it as a movie. And so in the climate of our current circumstances, the events that we cannot control outside of our life. So at the recording of this, COVID is beginning to research, not just in America, but around the world. And we have a really tense, emotional, divided political context. There is uncertainty. And I want all of you to remember this basic fundamental that, and I've talked about this, I perhaps I'll do a whole episode about certainty. Like there's something about recognizing when my psyche doesn't have certainty. Oh, it's a noticing. It's like, oh, I'm craving certainty and I don't have any certainty right now. And so a lot of our circumstances outside of our control are uncertain. <laughs> I have a retreat to plan for my mastermind members and I am I ha, I cannot pick a date. I cannot pick a date. I have a member from another country. Right now she is not allowed to fly to the United States. I have to pick an I can't pick a date. It's uncertain. And as the days tick, I start thinking about disappointment and what if my clients are mad, they pay for the and I start getting in drama. And the mental drama is the overwhelm, it's the overthinking, it's the overperforming, those kinds of things. And so when I pull back and realize, oh, this is uncertain, and how do I really feel about the uncertainty? Here comes my husband, so I'm going to shut my door. Another, um, hey, babe, I'm recording a podcast, just so you know. <laughs> it's just the way today is, right? And can you imagine having a day just where all kinds of little glitches go on and you just move, you just, it just is. Um, okay. Certainty. There we go. There we go, you guys. Certainty, like we need certainty. That is one of the basic, like you need food, water, shelter, you need belonging, you need certainty. And so right now, not only individually, because in in addition to all the societal circumstances of COVID and political upheaval, and many people are in financial upheaval, there are many people who have lost their jobs or inability to work, those kinds of things. We also have the personal things that happen in our lives. So just because this outer stuff that we can't control doesn't happen, we still have some things in the inner personal circle of our lives that we can't control. People dying, people getting sick, people having to visit their family members who are dying in other countries, uh, broken legs, accidents, you know, just everyday events that happen that, that 
really are kind of dramatic events. Uh, kids having to Zoom at school, parent Zooming, um, just, just the overwhelm of everything that is going on is natural. So in no way am I telling you, chill the fuck out. And when we can be human beings, so I'll get to the business part in a second. When we can be human beings who recognize, oh, I'm frothing, I'm in drama because there's a, another emotion that wants to be met. I'm in drama because there's uncertainty. How do I feel about uncertainty? And you guys, one of the things that has helped me so much when I recognize that I am triggered by uncertainty and I'm responding in some way, whether it's about politics or COVID or my business or whatever it is, I'm able to, to go, oh, how do I feel about the political climate right now? And I go into the emotion. Oh, I feel sad. And what does that sadness feel like my, in my body? And sometimes we're afraid, you know, I, I feel afraid. Okay. What does that fear look like in my body? What is, um, you know, how do I feel about COVID disrupting retreats and connection and girlfriend time and, and my learning at, at retreats and things like that? You know, I feel lonely and, and I, I feel lonely. Well, what does that loneliness feel? And it, it is a practice to actually feel our feelings instead of feel the drama. And our brain likes the drama because the brain reads the drama as productive. You hear me? The brain is like, oh, she's doing something about this situation. She's creating certainty with the drama. And so how, what does this have to do with business? I can't speak for all the personality types, but many of my clients are people pleaser types, heart centered. Um, we like stimulation. We like create, most human beings like stimulation. <laughs> so we like, and, and most human beings like to feel good. And so while we're building businesses, while I was building my business, part of what drove me was the powerful engagement in my business. In the early days, the inspiration and the dramatic, like the feel-good drama of starting a new business was really productive for me. It was the thing that overcoming that challenge was exciting. And at some point, we turn our challenges in business to which there are always challenges in business. There is no such thing as the perfect team, the perfect business. Um, I had a sweet client the other day was like, I'm having trouble with this assistant. It's so dramatic, but she does a really good job. And there is this, whether it's in business or a relationship, instead of resolving what's going on and dropping beneath the drama, we decide it's impossible and it doesn't work. And the reality is there is no perfect business. There is no perfect team. Um, there's certainly people that don't work, but it's not a fairy tale. And so we create drama because we don't want to do the daily do. And you know what about the daily do? The daily do is boring. It's challenging. It's not as stimulating. It is not as stimulating to do the daily work of your business, to sit down 
and to connect with your clients and to connect with new leads or to write marketing or to write copy. It's really fun for the business owners I work with to serve their clients. It's my favorite time. It's my favorite time is actually coaching my clients. It's my, I, I get so stimulated and so excited. It is not stimulating and exciting for many people to sit down with the finances of their business. And so instead of being bored or instead of doing the monotonous, tedious, yet productive do, we will create a different kind of productivity in our mind called overwhelm, perfection, underperforming, overperforming, doubt, And the reality is when I talk to my clients and when I talk to myself, we always know, we always know. And the distraction, the drama is just a distraction from doing or feeling something that is uncomfortable. Soulful CEOs... The, the distinction from moving to struggling business owner to soulful CEO is that a soulful CEO learns how to keep the drama response out of her business and out of her mind. And she chooses stimulation and challenge in other ways. She is intentional about choosing challenge. So business might be boring, doing the boring stuff. Obviously, it's fun when it works. It's fun when you create money. It's fun when you're getting to serve your clients. And that is only a small portion of your business. All the rest, we can suffer about it. I hate marketing. I hate having to do lead generation. Stop your whining. If you are not spending all that energy, you would just get it done. And then you would have space and time and energy left over. And now here's the other thing. The brain's like, well, what do I do with that space? I was here a couple of weeks ago. I was like, oh, I have space in my calendar. I have space in my mind. Like if I choose to stop being in the drama of politics and COVID, what would take up space? It was like, oh, I would love to learn something. What would I love to learn? And so after some exploration and some talking with my coach, what I realized was that it's not just me. I'm in a mastermind with a lot of other very successful business owners. And in the past, we have literally burned our entire businesses down. Like, oh, I'm feeling a little bored. And so we make up the drama in our mind, the story response to the boredom that this isn't working. When in fact, it is working. You just thought it would feel better. You thought it would always be the climax of an orgasm. And it's not. And so instead, we have to let our business and its activities become mundane so that we can begin to allow for the miracles. And I'm not saying don't fill the empty space or don't meet the boredom, but don't meet it with something that destroys your business or your marriage by creating drama. If you end up in boredom and you need some mental or emotional stimulation, get a hobby, learn something new, but don't keep kicking the can of the daily do of your business 
down the road in exchange for the momentary feel-good of drama. And that's the thing, that drama in the moment feels fantastic. It feels powerful. Even being in overwhelm feels powerful to your brain. Even being in doubt and getting the attention that we get um, I'm, I'm not saying that anybody wakes up and goes, you know what? I think I'm going to be in drama and so I'm going to get some attention today. It's all these subconscious built-in patterns repeating, right? And so what I want you to do is learn to have a quiet mind about the boring things in your business and then have the luxury of being because you've created space, because you've been willing to do the boring things, because you've been willing to do the daily practice, in addition to obviously the fun parts of your business, then you're like, oh, what do I do with this extra time, space, and money? I hire a writing coach, or I take up horseback riding lessons, or I learn to knit. Because we do like, I, I, I've not met a human being that doesn't thrive with some profound engagement in a challenge. And at some point, especially for achievement business owners and late growth business owners, the profound challenge of somebody in launch is actually what helps get their business off the ground, the drama of the profound challenge. But what we can do as soulful business owners and CEOs to really self-sabotage our business is we, we are not mindful about the drama that we allow. And so I'm not saying be a cold bitch, no drama. I'm saying be mindful of the uncomfortable feelings yet again and how you are responding to them and what really works. You know your brain needs to freak out, but you also know your business doesn't have time for that. And our, as Chris Zadiel taught me, human beings are addicted to attaching meaning. And that is the slippery slope to drama. Instead of doing the boring, uncomfortable do that actually creates the impact, the service, the money you want in your business. And so recognize what are your ways of frothing? What in your life contributes to frothing and drama and what soothes it so that you can be the decider, be willing to be bored, be willing to do the boring stuff and then find something fun in your personal life, right? I mean, I shared this with my, I thought I was being kind of dorky and talking with this about talking to my coach and my mastermind about this. I was like, y'all, I think I need a hobby. Because my brain keeps telling me to tear my business down. And my business is working really, it's like working the way I've always wanted it to work. Always, like for 15 years, 17 years. And, and, and it's so tempting to do that. And instead, I realized that a lot of other people I knew were the same way. They were subconsciously creating drama to slow it down because a challenge feels delicious. And so what I want you to do is because we do have a need for profound engagement is find something new to learn outside of your business, but keep doing your soulful business activities. 
All right. So um, you don't even realize it's drama, but it's there. And I've noticed, you know, I, I used to be, I mean, I love big and flashy and, and there's something in me that has shifted with slow tango. When I have the slow tango experience in life and when I create space and I have a lot of clients trying to create energetic space. And when you create energetic space in your being and in your mind and in your body and circumstances happen as they will, it is so much easier to see that they are neutral and you get to choose how you want to respond and you can tenderly meet those emotions. And what I find is interesting is that the more I meet my sadness on a daily basis, like I'm sad about politics, I'm sad about the division, I'm sad about not getting to go to retreats. And normally in October, we would have solely retreat. I, I feel sad about that. And the more I meet my sadness or my difficult or strong emotions daily, the less they knock me out of the game. Like I'm all for a good cry. (laughs) But a lot of times the reason we're having a a big breakdown is because we haven't been doing the boring work of meeting those difficult emotions every single day. And so they build up and they build up and they build up. And then we have a dramatic breakdown, which leads to a breakthrough. I mean, you can keep doing that. I I don't want to keep doing that. I'm noticing what is energy well used what is energy wasted? And I have wasted a lot of energy on drama. I have a client that um, let me know yesterday that she um, just got a really huge tax bill and she was starting to freak out. And, in, and, and I remember doing that, like, oh, creating huge tax bills and creating, creating from pressure squeezes some juice out of us. And so I reminded her, congratulations on your first big business problem. You are so lucky to have a big taxes bill. That is a quality problem to have in your business. And she just kind of backed up and was like, oh, you're right. And when you see it as not this tax bill and I'm going to go broke and my husband is going to divorce me because I have this huge back bill or tax bill, you realize, oh, look at that. I made more money than I thought I did. And obviously there's something in one of my systems that wasn't quite aligned. Let me see what I can do to course correct that. And then this is where productivity is sexy. I cannot believe I'm saying that again. But productivity without drama creates the miracles. It creates the path to your soulful business. All right, you guys, I love you. I'm going to go hop on a coaching call. Thanks for listening. Um, Let's see, what can I offer you? Um, If you haven't already signed up, go to alisoncrow.com and there is the Feel Good Guide plus another week of just uh, ways that I can serve you. But in the Feel Good Guide, I talk about how to feel good and how to feel bad. And I talk about this concept of drama and frothing. Um, and if you want to get on the wait list for Soulies, we will open up probably the week after Christmas. I don't know if we'll wait till January 1st. We might open up the week after Christmas. And I would love to have you as a soulful business owner. In the meantime, those of you who are watching and who are listening, we have a call shortly and I will see you then. 
always, thanks for listening. I totally appreciate you thinking about somebody who might really love this episode and you sharing it with them. Also, I always appreciate your reviews. It's like podcast currency. It's like a tip in the jar saying thanks. And finally, if you want to share on social media, a screenshot or any insights you get from listening to this episode, I will totally respond. You can share with the hashtag Better Life, Better Work show. This show is sponsored by my three rescued dogs, Leroy Brown, Clementine, and Rocky Potato. They're here to remind you to consider adoption when you get your next pet. More is not better. Better is better.